You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome <laughs> <laughs> back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans. By fans, as fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter at 11thegoat. Tonight, episode 153, live from Gainesville, Virginia. I'm on vacation, baby. But the podcast cannot go unrecorded. So here I am, joined by my co host with the most on the Twitter word at the Knox says, on the Twitter word at Elijah the Boat. Steve, Elijah, say hi. Good morning. Hi. Freaking feels like morning. Tired like a fox. I think that's how the saying goes. Not quite sure that's right. That's all right. You know what else is not right? Listening to Elijah go, yo. <laughs> bad at Twitter, also bad at yo's. <laughs> Just need a little practice, baby. It's all good. So, I had this whole thing planned where I was going to look up if there was any. NFL player from Gainesville, Virginia, but forgot to, so I'm glad I thought of that now. You're welcome. There's your homework, listeners. Tell me who's from Gainesville, Virginia that played in the NFL. You're welcome. I want that double-spaced and handed in by Friday. Steve, how you doing? Wasn't that the worst thing ever? They give you an assignment. They're like, uh, yeah, 1,200 words, double-spaced. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I am I in journalistic school now? Like, I can. I'm pretty sure I could tell you the plot to, uh, you know, whatever to kill a mockingbird. Oh, less than 1,200 words. Like, chill out, teachers. <laughs> After you're done reading the old man in the sea, I'm going to need you to write six pages, single spaced, Times New Roman, size 12, no conjunctions. And it has to be printed on construction paper. I know Elijah. Elijah was definitely the guy who, like, increased the margins by, like, a half. So (laughs) the greatest crime I ever pulled was handing in my sister's uh, physics paper when we were in the same class. The second greatest crime I ever pulled was finding out exactly how much you could increase it by a decimal point without the teacher noticing. Uh, So if it was point... If it was supposed to be 12, 12 point, I found 12.3 was really kind of the solid number where they'd look at it and they'd be like, that looks a little big, but I can't prove it. And then also on the spacing, it's 1.08. That's where it was like, okay, that's more than single spaced, but is it? So that's how you got that extra line or two out there. So thank you, um, MSAD43, for my wonderful education. Got him. I think the worst thing I ever did in high school was in junior year, we had to write like a junior research paper. It was like a state of Maine 
like you had to do this paper to graduate whatever something like that forget what the forget yeah, what it's called yeah, yeah, yeah. I know but what, I mean. what i did you had to was, do a stupid binders i wrote a paper for like five different people and i charged 50 bucks a paper <laughs> so i wrote six different research papers i got five a's and a b plus the b plus was on my own fucking paper <laughs> We're so mad. But hey, good for the other guys that I helped graduate. And I made a little cash. But tonight, episode 153, we're going to talk a little bit about some mock draft roundups. I'm going to go around the league real quick. And then we're going to get to Elijah's favorite part of the show. We're going to talk about beer. Not football. <laughs> so let's just get the football stuff out of the way, huh, Elijah? Let's do it. Uh... Alex Smith is retiring after 16 seasons. And at first I was like, wow, I can't believe he retired. Like he just came back. And then my wife says to me today, well, that's, that's the thing. He came back. He proved he could do it. You know, I was talking about this earlier with my father-in-law and he's like, well, first of all, he's alive because he almost died from his injury. Second of all, he, work he's walking again and third of all he proved he could come back and play so 2020 comeback player of the year had a hell of a career good for him very good for him he and i are different people uh because if i had millions of dollars in the bank i'd be done working that was it i'll be on the couch i'll be at the golf course and he fought through a debilitating injury that almost took his life and returned to the national football league and and you know comeback player of the year and calls it a career so nothing but the best for him let down for number one overall pick yeah of course long consistent career also true the only other player selected in the first round that year that's still playing is a abron rodgers cal i think maybe he should have been the first overall pick maybe there's i think two or three other guys selected in that whole draft that are still playing. And one of them's undrafted free agent, Frank, I will never stop playing Gore. Frank Gore is not a human being. No, he is part machine. I think that's, that's been proven. All right. Yeah, did you see uh, who he was thinking about signing with before he uh, retired? Oh, Irby, yeah. Irby Myers called that one. But, it would yeah. have been good to help. Uh, well, he would have been good mentor for Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback. The narrative that he would come in to help teach Urban Meyer's offense is kind of foolish since he hasn't played for Urban Meyer in 16 years. I would like to think that the offense has changed a little bit in 16 years, but up is down and sideways is Elijah. So Yeah, it may have, but I mean... <laughs> I think that's a great veteran presence to just bring into the locker room. Like, even if they had signed like a $1 million deal, I mean, they've, they've got what three other quarterbacks. I mean, once they have Trevor Lawrence on the roster, so it's not like you were definitely counting on uh, Alex to be your backup or your go-to guy if somebody gets injured. But it's, I mean, just would have been nice to have him around, teach the young kid something. Now they're going to have Beat Hard, Minshew, and Lawrence. 
That's one um, hell of a boy band. Over under Alex Smith is a offensive coordinator in his life. Uh, I believe he will be coaching in some capacity within a year. I will take the over, even though you didn't give a number. So, so I said over under, and really I just meant what's the likelihood. Yeah. <laughs> it was more of a yes or no. Yeah. No, not an over under. <laughs> over under, he's an offensive coordinator. The answer is yes. This is why we don't gamble on the joint practices podcast <laughs> at least not well <laughs> right. speak for yourself i made 150 dollars because steph curry scored more than 30 points against the celtics the other night <laughs> i made 400 dollars on the masters pool because everyone else thought that uh bryson dechambeau would do good and he did bad take that bryson Jeez. Sorry. i still hate him here we go not right. right into the pod have you guys seen the new cincinnati Bengals jerseys yes they are litty titty in the music city. Uh, I I don't understand. Like every single time that they've changed, and I don't think they've changed since like 2006 or something like that. Um, I mean, it's basically the same thing. And it's kind of the thing that bothers me about like, the way that teams do the whole, ah, look at this, new uniforms. The fact of the matter is they still have the Brian Pillman fucking underwear helmets that they that they wear and i think that's like the biggest thing that needs to change when you decide you're going to do some sort of a uniform change i know it might be a little weird but like well me i personally can... it's kind of dull to look at like the vikings helmets most people don't realize those are horns coming out of the side of their helmets mm-hmm. they're just like what's that on there on the i always helmet? thought it was a comet <laughs> legitimately as growing up i was like the vikings man they love fucking comets (laughs) i can speak to the fact that it is incredibly easy for teams to change their uniform designs and whatnot with the league it is almost impossible to change your helmet color or design the league does not like to change it because it changes like hats and uh logo on different media souvenirs stuff like that the the jerseys and stuff they print every year they print the jersey shirts this it's all the other stuff that they just continuously keep on stock that they can't just slap a new you know font on and print i know the eagles have been trying for years to get alternate helmets so that they can wear the kelly green alternates with the kelly green helmet they won't let them. They refuse. They do not want teams, for whatever reason, changing the design on the helmets. And I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's terrible. And I've seen so many like mock-ups of like a blackout Vikings jersey where it's all black, you know, and then highlighted by the purple trim. And then mm. the same thing with the helmets, like the the black mate helmets with the the uh, horn outlined in purple it looks so good. And it's so sad that it's never going to happen. The NFL is such a bunch of stubborn dinkholes. Is yeah. that how you pronounce that word? I've Which always word? just said Matt. Is it Matte? No, it's Matt. Is it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's Matt. Okay, cool, my dudes. <laughs> Did you say Matte? Yeah. <laughs> you even hear it. <laughs> I peed myself a little bit when I heard you say maddie ice cream <laughs> talking about the, the falcons during the mock draft i was like oh my god maddie ice cream. 
Yeah, those, uh, I don't know. For me, the even the white bottom, black tops, black top, uh, white bottom Bengal jerseys, they look good. Like, they look fresh. I'm flipping through the little slideshow thing they had there. It was like Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd and Sam Hubbard. And then you get to the end, and there's Ocho Cinco standing there in uniform. And I'm like, what? Like, I've heard the rumors that Zach Taylor told him he would get a chance. And I guess the whole platform for the jersey thing was from past to future or whatever. So they brought in some older players or whatever. But I'm I'm like, is Ocho Cinco really going to go come out to camp? Like, is he really going to play for the Bengals again? Because it almost feels like this is going to happen. I think he's too old. <laughs> I don't think he will. No. I say It was no. like part of the hype Would video that a... they had for the whole thing was like, you know, the players that Sean mentioned, like all getting in an elevator and they're in like some warehouse somewhere and they get to this room and there's Ocho Senko sitting on like a throne in the new uniform, smoking a cigar. I was just like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, want to go to McDonald's? He loves I'd, McDonald's. I'd go. All right. Football talk. Let's get over with. The Browns were, are releasing defensive tack, tackle Sheldon Richardson, saving $11 million in cap space. I thought we'd bring this up because I, I think it's significant that any one of our three teams should be interested in Sheldon Richardson's services. I mean, he's already played for the Vikings and been – uh, underwhelming, so I'm okay. I'll give a pass. Even as a depth rotational piece? I mean, if they were going to sign him for like a million dollars, sure. Yeah, he's but, already got a ton of guaranteed money he's due this year, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you get him on the cheap, cheap, but assuming Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce stay healthy, interior defensive line is, I mean, they're pretty much all set. they got a couple other guys still in there too, so. It's not like the biggest need. Edge is more of a need for the Vikings right now. So, yeah. An edge for the Vikings. We will get into a little bit later. But, Elijah, would you sign Sheldon to be a tree pit? It's Patriot sideways. I mean, on this Patriot season, I would sign anybody. It just depends on the money and, and what it would prevent them doing in the future. So, if it's Sheldon, William, uh, Sheldon Richardson on on whatever – five, six, eight million bucks. Sure, that's fine. I just don't think the Eagles could afford him as much as they could probably use him. I, I don't, yeah, probably. The team's punting on this year anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter for the Eagles, but. All right. Speaking of the Eagles, Zach Ertz trade is imminent. He's going to be traded anytime. It's, it's right there on the tip of the tongue. For the eighth week in a row, so stay stay tuned to the Joint Practice Podcast for our in-depth coverage of the imminent Zach Ertz trade. He's going to end up getting traded on the last day of the draft. Like, <laughs> seventh-round pick from Zach Ertz. Now you watch. It will be at the beginning of day three for a fourth-round pick, like Buffalo or somebody. Go Buffalo. Nope, that would be the end of day. Wait, it goes round one, then two and three, then four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Day three. All right. That's all the Eagles stuff that I care to talk about. How about the Vikings? 
Uh, turns out people aren't going to go to voluntary camps this year. Part of this ongoing thing with the union saying that the protocols and the, you know, COVID stuff and everything still not safe. Did we not just go through an entire season of them handling the COVID situation pretty well for the most part? Because I feel like they did. So what changed? I don't think anything changed except for the protocols that were in place last season aren't in place again this year until the owners come together with league officials and officially agree on it. And all these workouts that all these teams are banding together and skipping, they're all voluntary. Like they don't have to do them. Usually a lot of guys do whether they're rehabbing or they're younger guys, but they don't have to do it. So it's, it's more just a, Hey, we're not kidding about this. Re-implement all the COVID restrictions from last season and let's get on with this because we're still going to have cases by the time season starts. We're we're not going to be out of this. So for the league to pretend like everything's going to be back to normal by the time the season starts, A, they're naive, and B, they might vaccinate all the players. They might vaccinate all the staff and everything, but – there's no way in hell that they're going to have every single fan that comes in through the gates, especially if they're going full capacity. There's no way that this is going to, the fans are going to be fully vaccinated and not potentially expose, you know, the players there. I mean, if they're right there on field level, how far can you shoot? Shoot what? You're like spit when you're talking, you know what I mean? Guys I mean, I've seen those guys tunnel. on ESPN 8, the Ocho, spit a cherry seed a long exactly. freaking way. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is, but it stinks from the Vikings' perspective. Uh, you guys were 7-9 and nine last year, so could probably use all the work, you know, as a unit as possible uh, to get ready yeah, for the, this season. Th- this isn't like skipping – and I know it. I know it's it's, it's, workouts. it's voluntary. It's voluntary stuff. It's but, lifting. You know, the more time in the building together, you know, the the better that chemistry gets. And uh, I did see one uh, Cameron Jarrell Newton that's going to be uh, at voluntary workouts. He's a great guy, man. Sucks of football, but what a guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's going to be a workout. Everyone's going to work out. That's what you do for voluntary workouts. And uh, that's literally all the Patriots news right now is that their hopefully backup quarterback will be at voluntary workouts. And who cares? You know, I I found something out about Cam Newton, and it makes so much sense. Do you know who Cam Newton's favorite basketball player growing up was? Horace Grant. Larry, Larry Johnson. Bird. Larry Johnson. Oh, I was so close. I got That's the first why he name right. Dresses like Grandmama. Well, um, yeah, no, in Patriots world, waiting for the draft. We're excited because we're going to trade out of the first round. So it's pretty dope. Ooh. And uh, what I'm hearing, everybody's saying that the Patriots are more likely to trade up than any other team in the in the NFL this year. Yeah. Great. We, I will take a hundred dollars and put it on them trading down then. 
let's uh let's go ahead and uh jump right into our next segment because I uh I strung together today. I went through and I did some research. I looked at uh six different mock drafts people have put out there lately, and this is guys like NFL.com, Draft Network, well, you know, respectable places. And I just kind of put all their mocks together so we can kind of look at them and, you know, judge who our teams are taking according to so-and-so and so-and-so's brother. So started off CBS Sports writer Ryan Wilson put out his mock. He had the Eagles taking Devonta Smith. He had the Vikings taking Quiddy Pay, the defensive end out of Michigan. And he actually had the Patriots sitting right where they are and Trey Lance falling in their lap. Now, I think, for me, Devonta Smith to the Eagles is a home run. I would take it 100 times out of 100. Steve, how do you feel about that quitty pay? Uh, I don't like any of these defensive ends that have been mocked in the uh, first round. I don't think hmm. either. They, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the other one, but uh, the more and more that I start looking at it, the more and more I stop believing that Quiddy Pay or an, another defensive end uh, in the first round is worth the risk. So, not a, yeah, wouldn't be super duper excited if that were the pick. And I mean, it's, it is Mike Zimmer. So, very well could be a defensive guy, but uh, yeah, we're going to see. And Elijah, last week, I know you rode the Mac Jones trained fairly hard and wet put away wet however that saying goes so uh how would you feel if you sat tight and lance fell to you uh good but i don't think so so trey lance falling to 15 is isn't something i think we've seen at all for the last two months until today um i'd feel good about it in terms of uh upside I guess, uh, value for the pick. Uh, do I think he fits what the Patriots have done in the past besides last year when they sucked? No, not really. Um, but they've taken, you know, one quarterback from division two. That was okay. I'm sorry. Whatever it is now, college football. I don't care. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if they stay at 15 and take Trey Lance, that's pretty solid. If they trade up and take Trey Lance, that's pretty less solid. So 15 all for it. And what you said about we don't usually see Trey Lance mock that low. I think it's because a lot of the people that do mock drafts aren't naive enough. Like some of these people, and I'm I'm not particularly saying this Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports, but like some of these guys like will have Justin Fields going 20th and Trey Lance getting drafted in the second round because I didn't grade them as a first round. Okay, it doesn't matter. All and these that, teams exactly. need quarterbacks, and they don't care where you know Jim Belushi from TNT ranks them. If they believe this guy can be their franchise quarterback, they're going to draft them as high as they can get to guarantee them they're a guy. We, we see it every year, so the fact that some of these writers are so naive and try to make themselves sound smarter, it's, it's not realistic. Like, the average Joe knows these guys are going, you know, top 10 at the latest. Remember when the Chicago Bears traded up number two to draft Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I still laugh about it. I laughed when it happened. Do you remember uh, when uh, the Minnesota Vikings drafted Christian Ponder seventh overall? I do. 
Me too, because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Florida State guy. All right. Moving on to the next mock draft, we have Charles Casterly, the dinosaur from NFL.com. You see him on NFL Network. This guy usually has the weirdest predictions and mocks, but I thought this one was kind of interesting. Jalen Waddle went to the Eagles, wide receiver out of Alabama. You know, I'd be okay with that as well. And then for, I'm going to skip the Vikings real quick and go to the Patriots, who drafted J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina, who fell to 15. I don't think that's realistic, but I'm sure the Patriots fans would be ecstatic if he did. And then this is where it got interesting because he had the Washington football team trading up. So the Vikings trading back. Washington football team selected Mac Jones. And then they had the Vikings drafting Christian Derisaw, the tackle from Virginia Tech. I don't know if I said that name right, but there it is. Well, Charles, if I was in charge of the Vikings uh, and J.C. Horn was on the board, I don't care who's calling, um, making that pick. So uh, very unlikely, <laughs> that <laughs> scenario, that J.C. Horn's on the board and Zimmer's like, you know what? Yeah, give, give Washington whoever they want. That's fine. In that scenario, Elijah, would you be okay with Horn there? So, yes, I would be very happy with Horn. That being said, uh, Bill Belichick hates Charlie Casserly, uh, I think, more than any NFL analyst. So even if Horn falls to there, uh, Belichick will skip him. I believe the exact quote from Bill was, has there ever been someone that was more wrong than Charlie Casserly? So <laughs> he will absolutely not pick J.C. Horn out of spite. Because he won't be there. But moving on. Uh, Luke Easterling from the Draft Wire. I'm a big fan of the Draft Wire's website, so check it out. Uh, again, we have Jalen Waddle from Alabama to the Eagles. And again, this is weird because he also predicted Minnesota trading back with Washington for the same player, Christian Derisaw. I'm wondering if there's any smoke to that, if multiple people are mocking this or if it's just one of those. I heard it from somebody and it kind of sticks in everybody's mind type of things. But the Patriots in his mock selecting linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn State. So one thing I noticed when I started putting these together is as far as the Eagles go, everybody is pretty, pretty dead set on like three or four different players. The Vikings, fairly similar. We'll get to them more. Here, you'll start hearing the same names over and over. But the Patriots, nobody has a freaking clue what they're going to do. There's a different person in every mock. <laughs> Shocker. Just th just pick a name out of that. And this is who Bill likes. Beaverito from Lenore Ryan. I feel like, like Micah Parsons doesn't really fit the Bill profile either. Because um, he's one of these more, you know, a smaller linebacker, more athletic. And... Bill has always been the I'm I want you because you're really good at this and I'm going to put you in the game when these situations present themselves rather than a guy like Micah Parsons who can pretty much play all over the field uh, so I mean it would be a very interesting pick but I don't I, I don't think Bill loves undersized linebackers uh, as much as some people have because I've seen a lot of guys that uh, have mocked Parsons to the Patriots and it's been in a conversation you know on sports talk radio in in the New England area so I don't know 
All right, the next mock we're going to look at is Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football. Peter Schrager is the man. I love him on Good Morning Football. Uh, here we go again with Jalen Waddle from Alabama to the Eagles. I don't know if it was Schrager's or the draft wire, Luke Easterling. Somebody had them taking Waddle with Devonta Smith still on the board, which kind of... Mm, is it Devonta or Devante? It's Devonta. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a you know win lose situation with I mean, either one the of Eagles those guys. Need right either now. one of them, but yeah, like personal like the preference. Only, the only argument you can make is that the NFL probably won't be kind to a wide receiver that's 170 pounds when you're talking about Devonta Smith. No, tell Tyreek Hill that. Yeah, I know, but it's a. Uh, it's going to be a One new trend. Things. You're going to yeah. see start seeing more and more of these smaller receivers start to take over the league. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if. Especially since you can't hit, you can't, you can't play defense anymore. So yeah, that's true. Can't yeah. even take Either one me. of these guys would be happy with. All right. And then Schrager had Vikings taking again, Quiddy pay for the defensive end from Michigan. We know how you feel about that. But the big bombshell in this mock draft was at pick four, the Falcons trade back with the New England Patriots who trade up for quarterback Justin Fields. This is the least likely thing I've ever seen in the history of American sports. That the Patriots trade up to four with the Falcons and give up whatever they have to give up to do that is... uh, not going to happen. Uh, I think I'm glad it's not going to happen because I'm sure it'd be like this year's first, a second, a third, next year's first. Who even knows? So <clears throat> it's not going to happen. If it didn't, yeah. we got Justin Fields. I would, uh, it, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think you got to be excited if you get Fields. I think 40% of first round quarterbacks work out. That's not good. No, but. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't pass off to the guy that's open on the wing. I forget how that saying goes. Nope. 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 All right. (laughs) The next one, Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com. Has the Eagles going defense? Patrick Sertain, the second from Alabama. He's got the Vikings going with another defensive end. This one is Jalen Phillips from Miami. And we see the name Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State, pop up for the Patriots again. Interesting here on Jalen Phillips for the Vikings is I've heard two different podcasts mention that the concern with Phillips is his, not his love for the game, but his desire to actually play football. Uh, That and the fact he has a very serious injury history. Um, Again, University of Miami guy, when he went to college, it was at UCLA and everybody was speculating after his freshman year that he was going to have to medically retire from football. Did make a comeback, you know, and you read the scouting reports on him and everybody's like, Oh, and I've even seen some people make comparisons to Daniel Hunter, but you know, it's again, Quiddy pay Jalen Phillips, Greg Russo. Like they have all these guys mocked in the first round. And I'm not sure that like, again, the gamble is really worth it. Um, there's no Nick Bosa's in this year's uh, draft. You know, there's not that dominant edge rusher. 
everybody kind of looks the same really when it comes down to it. So I, I would hate <laughs> to have a defensive end be picked in the first round by the Vikings. They're going to have to make the move eventually somewhere, but um, I'm, not, I'm not sure that any of these, you know, first round talents are worth the gamble. Uh, I definitely, I mean, if I was mocking it up, I would say that, you know, those three guys are gone by the middle of the second round. And unfortunately there are going to be teams that do take the gamble on them. We'll see if it pays off, but yeah, I wouldn't make that pick up 14. All right. And the last one we're going to do, I had to show a little love to the draft network who we use their mock draft simulator and also to Benjamin Solak who writes for both BGN and the draft network. So looked at Solak's latest mock. I believe this is latest. I apologize if it's not. And I was like, this is a really good mock as I went down. And then I got to the Eagles pick and saw that he passed on Devonta Smith and took Quiddy Pay, the defensive end out of Michigan. And I know why he did it because he's predicting, he's projecting. And Howie Roseman is notorious for offensive line, defensive line trenches with the first round picks. He, they've done it so often for so long that it's, it makes sense where they are at in the draft, sitting at 12. So, what you know, Joe? I don't know. I hate it. Moving on, the Vikings in that scenario, taking interior offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Finally, somebody knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, so Lex, my man. You got to fly in your room or what? Uh, no, a giant spider. Okay. Is he freaking out? I, uh, he I, I was sitting there listening to you, and all of a sudden he dropped down right in front of my microphone. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> all right. We always get funny screenshots of me putting my nose places. Why can't we get one of Steve looking up at a ghost? <laughs> we don't have that feature anymore. That was a Skype thing. Uh, thanks, Obama. Okay. Somebody can probably tell us how to do it in Zoom. But anyways, let's finish this off. So whack predicting a trade here at the Patriots pick. And this is right up Elijah's alley. Has them trading back as the Bears coming up. And moving back, the Patriots would select Christian Barmore, interior defensive lineman from Alabama. Well, Belichick Benjamin, and Alabama boys. Benjamin Solak is right. And this is what happens. Bet your house on it. I will not do that, but I will say he's a good man. I like the pick. Uh, the Christian Barmore is, in my opinion, the only interior worthy. defensive lineman worth picking in the first four rounds of this draft. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> like, this is a very weak. It interior is not good at draft. all. Defensive tackle is a very weak position in this draft, which has otherwise pretty talented uh, players. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this would be uh, if that's really what you need. That would be the pick to make. And true that double true. What you know, Joe? All right. So, a uh, pretty common theme there interior offensive line. I mean, offensive line or defensive end for the Vikings, pretty much wide receiver for the Eagles, except for one defensive end in a corner. And then Patriots, I don't know, pick a name out of a hat. Uh, Man, my uh, 
outline just went crazy for a sec. Here we go. All right, we're back. Like a battle record for cannabis. It's time for the get to know Elijah segment of the podcast. Hey, it's the off season. Let's get a little silly. This is where you, the listener, can get to know us a little better. So we got a few questions here for Elijah to start off with. Elijah. Yes, hello. The listeners want to know your top three beers to drink during a football game. Okay, so there's a lot of factors that go into this, and I think you're oversimplifying it. Am I offended by that? A little. Um, It really depends on, one, what time of year is it? Is this an early season game? Are we in the playoffs? Is it the playoffs? Or or is it the playoff stretch? Is it the Super Bowl? There's a lot of different factors to take into account. Now, I think that you need to start with some sort of light beer with lower alcohol content that you can just kind of drink socially throughout the day. Uh, So for that, I'm going to say the number one alcoholic beverage or beer to drink while watching a, a football game uh, is going to be Pabst Blue Ribbon. It's been around for a long time. Came back because of the hipsters. PBR, that's where it's at. You just have one after another, after another, after another. And you're fine to keep eating wings, having snacks, Doritos, Cheetos, anything. So number one beer to drink while watching football is, is definitely PBR. It's the only thing I like from Wisconsin. Yeah, me too. Because I hate cheese. No, I love cheese. Man, what are you um, talking about? Cheese is the best. Oh, cheese curds, cheese, cheese melt. Cheese curds lead to cheese turds, boys. So what? All right, Steve. What do you got for beers to drink during a football game? I'm I'm right with Elijah. I love love the PBR. Agree with me. Yeah, love the PBR. Uh, Great, great beer just to be able to just sit down. Oh, look at that! Twelve thirty. Here comes the pregame. Crack one open. By the time the Sunday night game rolls around, you're opening up number nine, number 10, still feeling good. Like, for yourself. Yeah. It's, it's uh, one you can keep rolling on for a while. Yeah. Like, is it my favorite beer in the world? No, of course not. It's just slightly alcoholic water, but you can keep drinking it for a really long time. If I want to have my favorite beers in the world, I'm going to be just blitzed by the second half. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you know, back in BC times, uh, before Corona, when you could go out to a bar and watch the games, uh, the beer of choice was what's on special. That's I'll have very that. Very true. And as long as it wasn't, have you ever read, I'm sure you have, uh, we've both drank, um, where the special you hated, but you're not sure if you hated it enough to not get it because it was so much cheaper. It's like, all right, so I fucking hate Blue Moon, but it costs $1.75, and these other <laughs> beers cost $5. So how much do I hate it? Do I hate it three twenty-five worth? Yeah, and I, I did. Mean, it's, I did. I did hate it that much. I mean, it might be like a... If, if it was like a sour beer that was unspecial, I, I'd skip it. Yeah, you can't do that and drink it for a while. Yeah. Do I like a nice sour every once in a while? Sure. Yeah. You can't drink that long term. No, Love the tummy rumbles. And no one wants beer. the tummy rumbles. Uh, essentially, uh, well, it's a beer that's sour, but to get more into the, the in-depth explanation. Give me a brand or a, a beer. Give me an example. Oh, there are plenty of companies that make sours. Aligning Kugels with extra lemon. The Summer Shandy? Yeah, with extra lemon. Like, like no. Oh. what? I'm not saying the Summer Shandy is a sour beer. I'm saying take that and then add a ton extra lemon to it. 
and now you have a sour beer. So you have a mixed drink with a lining kugel in it. Yeah, that's I mean, a. I, yeah. I, I would I would go or ahead lemons. and just say, because I mean, I I would even do the the Bud Light when they would be like, oh yeah, we get Bud Light towers for six dollars. Like send one to my table, please. <laughs> I guess we're building a tower. Send yeah. Rapunzel <laughs> over because we're about to get weird, boys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. the waitress is like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Who are you?" There's eight empty towers on our table. Leave us alone. <laughs> For me, and it starts in the preseason. And if you are a longtime listener to the Joint Practices podcast presented by Sean Lamont, no one. you know every Literally August. No <laughs> every no, August. No, don't. No, don't. He throws a fit when I pop the first one open. And my favorite beer to drink while watching football is the Shipyard Pumpkin Head. I have to have it. It's good luck. It's delicious and i can drink at least four of them in one day which I is a lot remember i also remember being 15 years old yeah <laughs> I, I have no tolerance for alcohol i barely drink so that's why but if i can't have that then it's got to be a bud light i love my water stay hydrated folks but the kicker and this one will probably throw you for a loop my number three if i can't have Shipyard Pumpkinhead. If I can't have Bud Light, I have to have Sam Adams Boston Lager hey, in a hey, can. Hey, hey, right there, baby. That's hey. my that's my drink. And it's weird because Steve knows this about me. I do not like thick beers, heavy beers, and to me, that's a little heavier than I like. But I can I can drink three or four of them. I can't walk afterwards, but I can drink them. So when I got this uh, 12 pack of Sam Adams today, I was at the store with my wife and she says, you never get that. Why'd you get that? And I said, cause I couldn't decide. And I feel like that should be their logo. Sam Adams. <laughs> cause I couldn't decide. <laughs> Need to get the taste of weed and hook a spit out of your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> Sam Adams. Boston I couldn't Lager. decide. I'll have a Sam Adams too. <laughs> All right, Elijah. So you're at a, you're at a shindig, right? Somebody throws okay. the game on. Sure. There's no beers. Okay. They're, we're making mixed drinks today. Okay. What What are some mixed drinks you like during football? So if I had mixed drinks during football, a couple things would happen. One, I would become substantially more drunk. And two, I would probably also become more angry. Uh, that being said, there's a couple answers. Uh, the first one I do would probably just be uh, whiskey on the rocks. It's something you can sip. It does like you don't want to pound it down because it doesn't actually taste that good. I can drink it, but anyone that says like, "Oh, it's great," they're lying. Um, I'm so lying. Yes, <laughs> it really is good, and I do like it a lot. But even with that, you don't toss it back super fast. Well, you can't hammer it down. Exactly. It, it's all about experiencing the burn. Exactly. So yeah, whiskey. On the rocks would be a good one if you're just kind of like, all right, we're going to watch some games. I'm not going to make a fool of myself. Let's have some fun. Um, if I wanted it to get weird. Skinny girl margarita? Skinny? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> close. Uh, if I wanted to get weird, vodka's coming out. Because vodka, you can hide the flavor of in anything. So it can be like, do you want a raspberry drink? Yeah, all right. That's a ton of vodka. Do you want something with a lot? Yeah, toss some vodka. So... So yeah, uh, 
just a bunch of like fruity stuff, toss some vodka in it, throw it back, and then we're going to get fucking wild, girls. Soup, get wild with me. Uh, I love the, the whiskey. I probably just whiskey neat. I don't need the ice. See, I need the ice. I need it. And it's yeah. not the whiskey flavor. It's just I don't like room temperature drinks. I can't handle it. It's actually I know better for your body, too. I understand that. I had an ex-girlfriend <laughs> that said, stop drinking cold water, drink room temperature water. And I said, you're a monster. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the whiskey neat. Jeez, uh, I mean, oh, you if, know I'm what just, I had? if I'm just staying for, for a game and my wife's driving home, maybe a Long Island iced tea. Ooh. And then you know if, I'm, I if I'm like... Weekend? I want to start this off right. Like this is like a pre-gaming drink. We go with the the Kyle Dawson special, the Grateful Dead. Oh, the Grateful Dead. I'm surprised he is not actually dead. (laughs) (laughs) Made Elijah's parents buy him five in one night. Then he peed in the street (laughs) back in our hometown. (laughs) Ain't he awesome? Coming soon to a theater near you. All right. My top three. I'm going to start from my all-time go-to and steve can attest to the fact that i can probably drink six of these and not remember burger king and that is the cape cod i love my cranberry juice yes i'm on my period don't care number two i love the malibu and pineapple juice delicious i'm all about the, the delicious taste i can't do bitter i can't do rough vodka or heavy alcohol taste can't do it i know there's vodka cape cod but if i say put more cranberry juice than vodka it usually makes the bartender happy and i still get ridiculous but number three is a throwback to the old school sean steve days and just give me a big old jug of bahama mama baby We used to buy that in like gallon glass jugs. Oh my god, that's so bad, too. My teeth. That's, are that's how you learn how to drink, right there. The pre-mixed stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elijah, you're making me hungry. Give me, give me a few things you have to eat watching football. Oh, first off, wings. You have to. It's just now I don't even care what I don't even care if it's buffalo, if it's barbecue, if you're doing a honey mustard thing. I don't care. You bone know. in or boneless? Oh, of course, bone in. Oh, boneless what I had what for dinner. Communists? Boneless <laughs> wings watching football? You mean chicken nuggets? Oh my God. I love if I'm going like super spicy, boneless over bone in. I don't want that shit on my fingers. Oh, don't be a chicken. I like to get all my fingers and then randomly scratch places and then remember That's what how I mean. hot the stuff yeah. was. If you've I, ever okay. gotten, if you've ever gotten like jalapeno juice on your fingers and then I'm accidentally actually gonna, rub your eye, I'm going to tell you a worse story than that right now. <laughs> so during this whole COVID thing, I got into like doing different stuff in different time periods. So at one point, I thought I, I was going to start making hot sauce, and it turns out I'm not good at it. I'm good at cooking most things. It's not a brag. It's a humble brag. But I wasn't good at making hot sauce, but I tried really hard for like a month. And one of those times, I just got an obscene amount of habaneros. And I was very early on and naive in my uh, hot sauce making. Chop it all up. Do it. I did it without gloves. 
Uh, and then my balls itched and I scratched them. <laughs> and then I did everything possible to make the pain go away. I took a cold shower. I poured, I literally poured milk onto my testicles. I would have said just rest them in milk. That probably would have been the to best. To see if that would help. And my wife, God love her. She's texting me and she's like, how's the hot sauce been going? Does it taste good? And I, I couldn't tell her. I mean, she probably knows now because she'll hear it tomorrow. But I couldn't tell her, like, it's going real bad. I chopped up a bunch of habaneros. And then I just randomly started scratching body parts with holes. And now I'm in an obscene amount of pain. And then the worst part was the hot sauce was fucking inedible. It was the worst thing I'd ever made. It tasted like someone had just chopped up habaneros and scratched his balls. Hot as balls by Elijah Arnold. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. So I blame Sean Evans from Hot Ones, friend of the pod. Uh, and I, I, I'll never make hot sauce again because I'm bad at it. And when I do it, it really hurts. Uh, the other two things I like to eat are spinach artichoke dip and pretzels. Oh, soft pretzels? Soft pretzels. Oh, soft pretzels with a nacho cheese. That's on my list. Nacho cheese, and every once in a while, a nice like beer house mustard. I'm a big fan of pizza, but if I'm watching a game, I would rather have a mountain of pizza rolls in front of me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about a pizza roll, man. But you I have, have to a agree. mountain of them, though. It's like, oh, you can. No, by the first time, one sucks. Mm. Like the the next ten are good, and then the bottom of them are too <laughs> well, cold. First of them. all, first of all. You eat the first one, and then you can't taste the next 30 because you burnt the roof of your mouth so fucking bad. Yeah, there's only one way to eat the first pizza roll, and it's like... <laughs> like a dragon smoking. Is it good? I don't know. I yeah. just fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys enjoyed the Get to Know Us portion of the program <laughs> pizza rolls uh, there's another thing something has changed in the pizza roll since we were kids it's not the same it really isn't i've honestly found that like almost everything's changed since we were kids remember how little things used to make you happy and now you're sad all the time that's what i'm <laughs> dealing with i used to be like i went sledding today and life is wonderful and everything lasts forever and love is eternal and now I wake up in the morning and I'm like, guess we have to do this again. Well, I mean, I know we brought up wings in this little thing too, but back in the days where I ate more meat and dairy products, uh, buffalo chicken dip. Great so, go-to. During never the been year. a dipper. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, uh, that was good. It was real good. Best part about that is getting revenge on your spouse the next morning when you're farting in bed. Yeah. Bear cave levitating. <laughs> Bear in the cave. Why do you call it that? <laughs> Show her. I want to do that. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh. Anybody else got any questions they want to throw out there? Anybody? Get to know us session. No. I was gonna say, are you asking us or, or <laughs> if I had brainstormed before I probably could have come up with something but yeah we'll give us something to do for next week because next week will be the last 
episode before the draft actually takes place, which will be fire. A little disappointed it's not this week, so that sucks. We all are. But, you know, that's what it is. And for that, episode 153 is in the books. So go get your Fauci ouchie, get vaccinated, do your part, wear your mask, keep your mask on. I don't care what any states are telling you. State of New Hampshire is stupid. Put Look your for mask your dime, motherfucker. Cases are soaring, so naturally take off your mask. Doesn't make any sense. And also, Black Lives Matter. So, fuck you for being racist. If you're racist, don't listen to our podcast, please. Change your ways. Elijah, hit him with a hot seat. Or you can tweet us at Joint Practices, at 11 the Goat, at The Knock Says, at Elijah the Boat, at Stephen the Smoke. Send us a tweet with the hashtag NFL Draft. That's you're listening. We'd love to hear from you, and you can send us questions to get us to, to know us better for next week. Yeah, All questions, questions are on man. the table. Anything. Elijah, why does your thumb disappear where you boot? Because um, you got to loosen it up somehow. All right. Steve. <laughs> Well, I just got a trash compactor back there. I do not eat enough fiber. That's <laughs> definitely true. Yeah, wherever you listen in Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends. We love our wonderful prescribers. We love our lovely prescribers. You also can be on our show. Anybody listening. We like to bring on anybody who is a fan of football, we have a little segment called 7 on 7s. We ask you seven football questions, seven non-football questions, kind of like the questions you just heard about beer and food and other random stuff. So come on, tell us about your team. doesn't matter what your team is. We will talk to you about them, give you your very own episode. Send us a message, jointpracticespod at gmail.com, or hit us up on any of our Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, OnlyFans. Hit us up on any of our pages, and we'll get you on. And with that being said, five is five, baby. Oh, Vikings. Multi-pass. <laughs> Ruby Rod. Yeah. I'm honestly going to watch the fifth element after this. <laughs> I wish I could. That's, that's not my evening. Uh, I was on something because I watched it a couple days, uh, oh. a couple weeks ago. Nice. I'll check Prime too. Fifth element. Stream. Steph Curry scored 30 plus points in 11 straight games. It's on Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime. Nice. We have Prime. Yeah. You get it there. Totally tubular. Lilu.